Hello, and welcome to the STEM at St. Mike's podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Today we have Josh Weiss on. He's yeah. going to talk about his RIU program he did this summer, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so Josh, if you want to just like talk a little bit about yourself first, like, I don't know, what your major is, where you're from, what you do on campus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm a senior biochemistry major here. I've been in research for a couple of years now in uh, Professor Fabe and Fine's lab and Briefly for my sophomore and junior years um, with uh, Dr. Alan Chan. So mm-hmm. don't just do school, believe it or not. Um, yeah, so I'm also uh, I'm on the tennis team. Been doing that all four years. Um, that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I don't do a ton of extra activities. I used to be in a lot of clubs, but I, I dropped them all after my first year. So. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what did you What did you do with Fabian Fine? Did you do, like the spider research? I know that was a big thing on campus this summer. Yeah, definitely. I, I never actually did uh, a summer research with her but i've worked with her for i don't know probably five or six semesters in a row now so um i I stopped this year just so i could like focus on you know school and tennis and getting like a bunch of uh, job and like grad school applications and um Mm. doing doing a lot of spider research with her taking care of them and everything so nice that's awesome how about you talk about like where you did your reu program and kind of the steps you took to get where you went so. Yeah, and also what an RE program is, because I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I hadn't, um, hadn't previously heard of REUs before. Um, sometime in, like, my sophomore year when I applied for my first my first set of them. Um, but, yeah, REU just stands for Research Experience for Undergraduates, and it's basically, like, an intensive kind of summer research training program to help prepare you for graduate school and more specifically, like, PhD programs, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can kind of tailor it to whatever experience you're looking for. Like, if you know that you're going to want to, you know, maybe go into, like, industry after college or after, like, a, a graduate degree, you can, you know, talk to your mentor and, and kind of, uh, you know, it's pretty flexible, I guess. Um, but, cool. yeah, I mean, basically the idea, at least for me, because I'm more interested specifically in research, was to um, go and just join a, um, you know, a research group and just be mentored by the graduate students and, and the principal <laughs> investigators there and try and, you know, just soak up as much as you can about what life is like uh, being in graduate school and kind of, uh, you know, just how to do research. Yeah, in terms of applying, though, it's <laughs> it's pretty annoying, to be honest. Um, it, they're, they, they tend to be, like, pretty selective, but also just, like, selective and, like, very weird ways that you can't always account for so um it you know for lack of a better term it kind of seems to be like a crapshoot when you're just applying for them um i know my first year i went uh probably overboard but um i applied for 24 i think yeah 24 or 25 different programs i I only got into the last one i applied for um so that was kind of and i wasn't even going to apply for it but it was like i I applied to like like south dakota state university that was like the last one i was going to do and then like there was a link at the very bottom of the of the application where it was like oh you know click here to you know basically just submit the same application to north dakota state's program and i was like you know, sure, might as well, and then, and then I only got into North Dakota State's program, so it's, you know, you can't really predict, like, where you're going to get in or anything, but um, I, I was very lucky, very fortunate that, that I got into one, so. Yeah, I had the same experience. I I applied to a bunch um, this past year, and I also only got into one, and so, yeah, it was a lot of work to, like, do all those mm-hmm. applications just to get into one, so. 
definitely. And, and, yeah, congratulations too. I mean, it's that, not that it's really in either of our control, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nice and like the applications are. I mean, not that they're excessive, but like it's definitely kind of like a mini grad school application where you know you have to write like a very like well thought out personal statement, and you know mm-hmm. each school wants different things you have to focus on. You, you know, at least a couple you know strong uh, letters of recommendation. Um, things like that. What did you do this past summer at your program? Oh yeah, so um, at least I thought it was really cool. I have always been interested in doing like CRISPR-Cas research or Mm -hmm. kind of just working with related technology, so just more generally anything where you're working on editing genes in some capacity or working Mm -hmm. on the technology or the platform used to edit those genes. Um, So that's something I've always been really interested in and fortunately this summer at uh, the University of Georgia I I was able to join a CRISPR lab, which again was like kind of dumb luck. Like I got into the microbiology RU um, and I ended up working with a professor that was not in the microbiology department just because I I reached out and basically was like, hey, I'd I'd like to do research with you if that's possible. And for some reason he said yes. So um, I wasn't even really supposed to be working with him. But yeah, so I I guess to more specifically answer your question, I I was doing CRISPR-Cas research, and more specifically, I I was working with um, a specific class of CRISPR-Cas systems known as just class one systems, which aren't as um, maybe well-known, but they're supposed to be. uh, Basically, I I was just working with class one CRISPR-Cas systems and trying to just better characterize them, do um, a bit more of like the basic research on how those systems function naturally, as opposed to using them to try and manipulate certain genes or manipulate other things if that makes sense so what were kind of the methods you used to do that like uh like the specific lab methods yeah or, or yeah like yeah. I, I guess what did you actually do yeah what, it, what was each day? yeah what was like the hands-on stuff you were doing yeah so um it was going it was a lot of like hands-on wet lab stuff i mean i feel like i learned about like a bunch of different lab techniques um but i guess like maybe some of the more basic ones were just you know, learning and relearning, um, you know, things like gel electrophoresis, um, making gels, DNA, RNA extractions, um, protein purification, deucible expression, just, I mean, I guess if you're not super interested in biological sciences, like that probably sounds like complete jargon, but uh, <laughs> in terms of biological research, like just some of the more like kind of like basic techniques and just generally being able to do research. Um, yeah, I would say that those were most of the core things. So there's like a lot of um, controversy around the idea of gene editing and CRISPR. Like what do you, I guess, what's just your opinion on that? Especially working in a lab, that must have been an, also an interesting, I guess, idea to look at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would definitely say I'm pretty biased just because I've always been like interested in the technology and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's possibilities. Um, especially in, in the future, you know, maybe a couple decades out. But um, it, it was also something I thought that was kind of interesting, like in our lab was like different people had kind of like different opinions. And like some people, even though they were working with the technology, maybe didn't necessarily um, support like its downstream applications, but they were just happy to kind of like do some of the research and help get a better understanding of like the more basic biology of just how the systems work. Yeah, so at least for my opinion, as of right now, um, I'm like, I'm all for it, uh, especially as someone that struggles with like a genetic disorder, celiac disease, like I just find myself thinking, well, you know, if this technology could help me or, you know, people like me that, you know, struggle with way more debilitating uh, genetically based illnesses, like that's something I'm just, I'm all for and something I would honestly probably spend the rest of my life studying if, if that opportunity came up. 
I can definitely recognize that bless you that um, that if, you know if that technology once it's you know fully developed like you know if it gets into the wrong hands like that that could be disastrous too. So it's there are there are a lot of ethical uh, considerations I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but it, it's also interesting too because I feel like you know you hear in the news or just you know bits and pieces over the years about how you know maybe you only hear like like the highlights of what's actually or like the highlights of CRISPR Cas research and like with related technologies about how oh you know they're curing cancer in, in this animal or you know it's been used to cure this disease and you know you think to yourself like oh wow like this technology is like it's here like it's already you know like you're sort of like already a part of like the genomic revolution kind of but like working in, in the actual lab like i feel like with each day that passed i kind of found myself understanding more and more like how little is actually known about these technologies and, and their natural functions and things like that so it's, it's, it was kind of interesting to like you know for so many years just kind of like hear about things at like a cursory glance versus like actually working with them specifically and being like wow like we are really far away from having like a eugenics type of situation and probably equally as far away from like, you know, having a blanket cure for genetically based illnesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At least that's my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't working in the right lab, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do in the future? Like, are you looking at PhD programs or are you work looking to like do like a post back or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, to anyone who's looking to do an REU program, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I definitely wish I had, I had a bit more support, like, when I was first applying to those programs. Um, well, I guess at least the first thing is to just start, like, as early as possible. I know, um, at least as of, like, the last few years, like, most deadlines tend to be, like, you know, mid-January or, you know, at the latest, maybe, like, February 1st or mid-February, but, like, a lot of applications close, like, December 1st, and those tend to be a lot of the more like um at least like stereotypically like prestigious schools too so like some of the, like the you know typically considered better programs like they close their applications super early so you kind of have to backtrack like several months and start like probably early in the fall semester um you know if you want to do research that following summer you know getting like three strong rec letters together starting to write your essays you know making sure like your grades for that semester are on point so you know when you submit your transcript like that reflects yeah so definitely starting early and also just not being super overwhelmed by the process i i constantly found myself getting very overwhelmed by just clicking on you know having 500 tabs open on my computer looking at all the different requirements having you know different essays partially done at this you know it was just it tended to be a mess but then like when I look back and I'm like, it kind of seems to be a crapshoot whether you get in, it, you know, if, if you meet like very somewhat basic requirements, like just having like, you know, a decent GPA, you've done maybe some amount of research or even, or even not some programs target you like specifically like go to certain schools where you haven't done research. Like it just, everyone's looking for different things. So just not being overwhelmed and just try, trying your luck, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a crapshoot. My mentor from this summer 
I, I asked him, like, because our mentors chose us specifically. Um, and so I was like, yeah. I was like, why did you choose me? And he was like, well, you seemed interesting. And you also had, like, family members who had diabetes. And I was doing diabetic research. And I was like, oh, cool. So it was, it's literally just because I had family history of diabetes. So, like, it really can yeah. be anything that makes you a good candidate. So. Right, and you are probably sweating about, like, you know, your grades, your personal <laughs> statement, when it's, like, in reality, maybe it doesn't matter that much as long as you meet, like, a basic threshold. I had a pretty similar experience because, like, I was curious, too. Like, I, I got to, like, a, you know, at least what I thought to be a pretty, like, interesting and, and important lab at, at uh, Georgia. And, like, I, I asked my PI, like, why he let me join his lab, even though, like, he wasn't even a part of the, the program that I applied to. And he was, like, very similar thing he's like well it seems like you were really interested in CRISPR and I, I can't even you know sometimes get graduate students you know to join my lab that are in, or even though he had graduate students in his lab studying CRISPR he couldn't you know spark an interest in them with with that type of thing so it just I don't know it's just it's very random so yeah yeah that's cool well thank you so much for talking with us today this was a really interesting conversation yeah no problem thank you guys for reaching out hopefully this can help someone in the future i don't know <laughs> we right. do have a science joke yeah we usually tell a science joke at the end of each episode <laughs> all right so what do you call an accountant for the biology department i don't know i'm not sure a biologist oh that was bad <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're going to be talking to Professor Bill Karstens about his meteorology class. And so that's a class that typically runs in the spring semester. So we're hoping to get some people interested. All right, well, hopefully we'll see you listening next week. Thank Bye. you. Bye.